You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hey, it's Infestation. We're back. South by Southwest 2022. I am Chris Cox and joining me is Sir Dr. Wright Sulek. Hello. I'm you, trying to come up with new things, and it, not, I'm getting tired now, man. I'm sorry. I, well, we're not even halfway through the fast, and we're both keep, already like corpses, pretty much. You keep saying that, and it's always haunting every single time you say it. <laughs> well, it's been a fantastic ride. Yeah. It's just that like after you know four days of constant, constant drinking. <laughs> yeah. And partying. And, and partying. And out and seeing movies. Hey, and we're, we work we're seeing hard. movies. And we're seeing we movies. We work hard. We, we play hard. Yeah. We, we work really hard sitting there in the dark watching just, you know, keep it. Basically, all we're doing is keeping our eyes open. Yeah, that, That's the work. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> we come Actually, from parties like, I just had a free cheeseburger and like eight canapes and then I drank like five whiskeys and then you're in the movie 10 minutes in and you're like, I mean, it's not that this isn't good. It's just that I literally need to get that thing from Clockwork Orange to keep my eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could argue that a nap may, may be better than some movies of, the, the, of what we've seen. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. we're here to talk about one that I think we both generally are amiable towards <laughs> glowing endorsement well i mean <laughs> it exists and we didn't hate it no, i mean like if it was on our radio our review was on rotten tomatoes it would count as fresh and that is <laughs> apollo 10 and a half a space age childhood which is the latest film by austin's own richard linkletter yep. a very experienced director and the third film he's done that uses his uh animated rotoscoping technique that he first did with his movie Waking Life in 2001 and then in 2006 with A Scanner Darkly. Uh, full confession, I did not like either one of those movies. I like Waking Life a little bit. I, I like both of them a little bit. Like uh, Scanner Darkly, I was just kind of meh on. And uh, I mean, doing Philip K. Dick is already kind of difficult already to hard. begin with. Yeah. And so like this, that one was like, meh. Didn't but. really work for me. But uh, this time, and this is not entirely rotoscope. There's a lot of different techniques they play with in here, which is interesting. They they definitely play around a bit with the format in the animation. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so. a lot of like news reports they're doing and things. Well, and a lot of the old news. Uh, it's it's not the same. Um, how do you, how do you describe it? It's not it painted in the same way as like the I guess the real time what's happening. So any of like the old footage, it looks a little different. Where it's like, oh, that's a really cool way to do that. Well, this ultimately is a passion project for Linklater because it yeah. essentially is just kind of about his childhood. I mean, not even essentially. It's entirely about his childhood, really. <laughs> to some extent. I don't know how much is dead on and how much is just sort of like this more... Just living in Houston as yeah. a kid. Yeah, and- it's living in Houston, and the but the, the, the 
big event that sort of is like everything is in the shadow of is the Apollo 11 moon landing in 1969, which is coming up as the movie is going. And everyone is very excited about it. I mean, they live in Houston. So, right. (laughs) Uh, And kind of a big deal. And everyone works there. Yeah. Lots of people work there in the film. And uh, the kid, Milo Coy is Stanley, who's the main person that it's following in this family. And with Jack Black as the narrator is the adult version of him. Yeah. Who really has the most work to do in this entire film. I mean, the narration is all but nonstop through most of this. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's basically just them sort of dicking around Houston and doing stuff like that kids do back in 1969, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can't argue with that. I mean, it really, that's all it is, but it's speaking as a, as a Texan and I, I have an affinity for movies or TV shows that are based in Texas. I think sometimes what I like about this is that it, it's not just, uh, you know, a, a Hollywood version of what people think Texas is about. Like, sure. well, you rode a horse to school and blah, blah, blah. Like there's no horses in this movie. No. And, uh, and it's all about suburban life in the 1960s yeah. in Houston. And I was like, I appreciate this because I know what they're talking about. On, on the cusp of the seventies. Yeah. And you know, I mean, even for me who like, obviously not as old as Mike letter, uh, but you know, a couple, well, of, I think you're a, a few decades older, older than, than well, I mean, come on, we don't talk about that, <laughs> but my experiences were not dissimilar. I mean, I remember saying the same thing about Dazed and Confused by yeah. him. I was like, okay, this is like almost a decade before my high school graduation, but it could have been exactly the same. Right, I mean, it right. Could have been, they could have changed the date and it wouldn't have made any difference. It would have been the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> Except we would have been talking about MTV. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there is a fantastical element of this as well, because the, the kid Stanley, um, it's never taken as a sort of like the movie admitting, obviously none of this really happened. They act as if it really did, but it's all sort of like, you know, watching it, that it's just this kid imagining that NASA saw him playing kickball said, man. That kid is good. Well, he's also, he's good at math. Yeah. And it's like, you get a hundred on each of your tests, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. maybe. And I was like, good enough. And yeah. uh, they recruit him. Secretly. Secretly. Which the, the reason behind it is actually kind of funny because they say, well, we built the, like the cockpit for the rocket. We built it too small. Yeah. So we need to have a kid. Or it was like, and even the kid's like, why did you get a chimpanzee? He's like, they don't speak good in, enough English. So the idea is it's sort of a, like he's the astronaut of the test flight before Apollo 11, Apollo 10 and a half that yeah. technically makes him the first man on the moon. You yeah. know, and, you know, it's a cute little fantasy in there, but it's odd the way that it is handled that it's never addressed. Like you see the things happening interstitially through the movie, those sequences, but nobody ever, ta- it's never talked about like, well, it was just a fantasy on any level. Yeah. And, it, I, but I do like that, the, the magical realism where it's, you know, we know as an audience, I, I hope no one watches this. Like, wait, did that actually happen? Uh, cause like, Oh God, help you. Yeah, uh, right. But it, no, the moon landing was fake. Uh, right, come on. <laughs> but I, I like the idea that it's, it's coming subtly from this kid's head that this all happened. And, and it's in the backdrop of him just growing up in the sixties in Houston around what is actually happening with Apollo 11 and uh, the impact of the, how uh, NASA had on that city where like, 
I remember when uh, I first watched the first man mm-hmm. and um, and then the the incident with the the three astronauts doing the the test and they all burned up and like how like anytime something like big like that happened like it's like devastating to right. not only people who were there but also to the entire country and now someone dies like well it is Tuesday so <laughs> I mean <laughs> yeah very uh, true. which is terrible to say but like right. again our generation now or at least living in this day and age yeah. is extremely nihilistic we wake up in the morning and go hey I'm not dead yeah <laughs> No big deal. I beat the numbers. numbers. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I, I really, I, I think I enjoyed it a lot more than you did Mm -hmm. uh, because it is. You could say this just a a slice of life. It's a a slice of a period of time. Because yeah, that's a better way to say it. There is good characterization in it to some degree. It's just not totally about that. That's all there is just a backdrop for trying to paint a picture of what it was like to be a kid at this time. Yeah. It's, it's odd. Cause at first we, before we walked in, I was asking you, he was like, do you know anything about this? Like, yeah, I don't, I know it's the rotoscope thing. I was like, is it a documentary? Yeah. I wasn't even sure. Yeah. And yeah. It, it kind of in a way is, is, it has a naturalistic feel to it. Yeah. With the exception yeah. of the fantasy of him being an astronaut. Right. Right. You know? Uh, so like, again, it, it almost feels like a documentary because it tells you, it just shows you what the hell was happening during that time period yeah. in Houston. I think at the end, I did find it kind of charming, but I think mm-hmm. you really have to be in a mood for a movie like this. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's not much you could even describe as a plot to this film, but that's true of most of uh, Linklater's more nostalgic pieces. They're yeah. just sort of like, well, I'm a fly on the wall for this to show you this period of time yeah, and, and to bring in all these things I have fond memories of. Yeah. I, I mean, it, this feels like nostalgia, the movie. Like when people say like, Oh, when they're remaking something, it's like, oh, it's just like, you know, callbacks and nostalgia bait and all this stuff. It's like, I think this is the epitome of it, but only for a very niche audience. And it's just Houston Texans. I mean, if that, I'm not from Houston, but if I, and I did in fact enjoy this, but if this sounds like something you'd like, you're probably going to like it. And if it sounds like something that, that's not normally your thing, you'll be probably bored to tears by it, quite frankly. But the animation is all really good. They've, they've come a long way with the rotoscoping. Mm -hmm. It's very, uh, there's a lot more chances they take with it here. I felt like in the previous films to some extent, I, I thought it was really beautiful to look at if nothing else. It was gorgeous. Yeah. And, uh, and I like that, uh, the idea of it where it's, um, they, they can take, I, I appreciate the filmmaking aspect of it. Cause they can take a really just like this room that we're in right now and make it like a wonderland. And right. like, I just kind of love that stuff where like the, whatever their imagination is thinking of that, they, they can put it out there and actually make it a reality. But that is our review for Apollo 10 and a half, a space age childhood and keep listening to one of us for infestation South by Southwest 2022. Cause we have a lot more reviews coming out. So Cause if you see us and you're on the ground at South by just, probably kill us it will be the thanks man <laughs> give us a shot or a sandwich <laughs> and then we might perk up again 